Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Everybody, how in the world are you doing? Welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Thank you so very much for joining me today, tonight, the, to, this morning, whatever you're listening to the podcast. I don't know when you listen, but I'm so thankful that you're listening. I am Al the Brewer, your host for today and actually every single one of these podcast episodes. Thank you for joining in. So today I talked to Mike slash Miktar slash the guy that runs. Okay, let me get this right. Underscore DFWAB underscore the DFW area Beerstagrammers uh, Instagram account. Uh, he's a fun, fun guy that was just, we just hung out at, uh, guess where? Turning Point, of course. Uh, they're awesome. Please check them out if you don't know them already. And we talked about uh, so many different things. Um, I've talked to uh, several people that run Instagram accounts slash social media things. And it's always fun to hear their perspective on the beer community. And so we talk about beer community. We talk about our own histories into beer. Um, and the thing that is happening now, I'm releasing this the Sunday before the carol of the beers and the reason why i'm leaving this one till that time is because mike is actually helping me out with the carol of the beer so let me get into that a little bit but um mike great guy does great things hosts these meetups um for the instagram social media community so you don't have to be part of anybody's club it's generally a bottle share um it's generally if you are an instagram into beer in the DFW area, just come to one of these. Find him, join up the group. Um, he, he's just a really lovely dude. The people that come to these are just awesome people. I know so many of them. And uh, the Beerstagram community is strong. So with that being said, check out this episode. It is so much fun. Um, the other part to it all, December 14th, which is in a couple of days, in like six, seven days, whenever this gets released. I will be at New Main Brewing doing a Carol of the Beers. So Carol of the Beers, one last time, because it's probably, I think, almost the last time you hear about this. Um, Carol of the Beers is going to be this. We're going to New Main Brewing to drink beer, sing Christmas carols all together. I will be upstage playing guitar, um, playing actually several different guitars, not at the same time, but we'll see. And literally just enjoying having fun singing drinking being in community you know you love it you know you're going to want to do this it's going to be so much fun please 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 come and join there's going to be a night market where you can find that last minute gift uh the people at new main brewing have been so gracious uh we're going to have the words on a big board for everyone to see 
Uh, Mike will actually be pressing the buttons. We actually talk about that a little bit. He will be pressing the next button, which I'm very excited for because I've had to lead uh, worship and other things like that by myself, and it is never fun to ha- to like press the button while you're trying to do stuff all on stage. It just just doesn't work out well. Um, so Mike's helping me out. Brad is helping me out as well. We talk about that again in the um, podcast. But if you're listening to this before December 14th. 2019. Come to New Main Brewing. It is going to be so much fun. 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Come see me. Uh, give me a cheers. Shake my hand. What? Just come say hi. I would love that. All right, everybody, have yourself a good rest of the day. Enjoy this episode with Mike of underscore DFWAB underscore, and I appreciate you also very much. Thank you again. Cheers. Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. How are you doing out there in podcast land? I am back at Turning Point Beer because, I mean, of course I'm back at Turning Point Beer doing another interview. And let me tell you, I'm excited today because I have Mike Miktar of underscore DFW A underscore D- no, I've got it wrong already. Underscore DFW A B underscore. DFW area beer stagrammers with me today. Man, thank you so much for coming out today. I really appreciate this. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Mm. So we're here at Turning Point, and I've already, I know I can hear groans already, but I don't care. I love this place. They treat me so well. I have no problem just saying this place is awesome. Please come out. This is your first time here. Correct. Man, how are you liking the beers? Oh, they're awesome. The, you, some of the better beers I've had. Hmm. Now, you got a little flight. What's your uh, favorite so far out of the flight? So far out of the flight, I've got to say uh, DFW Brew Squad's uh, Queen to Be that she collaborated with them here. Mm-hmm. That's been pretty solid. That was It's really tasty. It's really good. Uh, I'd say my second one so far is this uh, Dangerouser Salad. They have the, <laughs> the granola mixed blueberry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that one I think I described as opening up a, uh, you know, those Greek yogurt, like if you talk of like like blueberry Greek yogurt, like that's what I feel like that is. Exactly. Yeah, with yeah. a little bit granola, little crunch in the back. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like that honey granola. It, it's like that extra little packet they have that they let you put on top. Yep. Yeah. No, I really dig it. That's a really fun one. They were doing a um, the slushies a little while ago. And my wife and I bought two cans of the peach scone uh, because we have a little ice cream maker and we're going to make our own beer slushies. I think later today we're going to go over to my in-laws place. So we're going to surprise them and have fun with beer slushies. And I'm just can't wait for my daughter to look at like us having slushies and going, no, kid. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I've got an ice cream maker at home. Now I'm getting some ideas. Dude, it's great. Um, have you not had any of the slushies high oil beers? I've had one from 903. Gotcha. And then that was the only slushy I've ever had. And it wasn't very slushy. Uh-huh. It was more liquidy this gotcha. time. Yeah, yeah. No, the the one that they made here was really fun. And I... Uh, so my wife is not as much of a fan of beer as I am. She enjoys beer and she knows that I'm always looking for beers for her. So when they did like the glitter, the, the first glitter boys with the sour straws, she loved it. And then when I showed her the Instagram of like, hey, they're doing, you know, peach scone smoothie slushy thing. 
she looked at the Instagram picture. She's like, okay, we can go there next week. <laughs> and it was, it was just one of these moments like, yes, I get to go back to Turning Point. Not that my wife dictates when I go to Turning Point, but it helps to have her on my side for that. You know, that's something I'm very lucky about also is my wife supports this. She's mm-hmm. very okay with it as long as I don't go overboard. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I just give a cheers to, like, wives, like, being oh, good, definitely. partners being good with, like, the beer? Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, um, she doesn't drink. Um, every mm. now and then she might have something light, like a cider mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a wine or something like that. But that just gives me a designated driver every time we go to an event together. I can understand that. My wife, um, so we've got a seven-month-old, and um, she was... When I learned that we were pregnant, I was so excited for baby number two. And then about three months into it, I was like, so, babe, there's this uh, beer thing going on. And she just looked at me. She's like, yes, I'll drive you. And I was like, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you, please. And she's like, you better remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Definitely got to make sure we don't take it for granted. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Well, man, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. So um, one of the questions I like to start off with with all my guests because it's something I love learning from them is what is your own personal history with craft beer? Like, how did you get into it? Um, was there like the beer that got you started kind of like what, how did you get from wherever you started to here? All right. Well, we got to go back to when I was two. I was born in Germany, so gotcha. beer was a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, I've heard and that. And we were out at a pub with my uh, Oma and Opa and my mom and oh, dad. Oh, Oma, Opa, come on. Exactly. And Love it. I was sitting by my Oma, and she got her uh, stein of beer. Mm-hmm. And before she could even grab it, I reached over and grabbed it. And they said I just chugged it and then <laughs> slammed it back down on the table and got this wild grin on my face and then promptly passed out and the, the two-year-old I mean, <laughs> i'm guessing it was some like hefeweizen or some like i think it was more of an oktoberfest a marzen a marzen uh because from what i understand you know it was close to that time of the year which okay 4.5 percent i'm guessing in germany exactly it wasn't. i'm not worried about a two-year-old i mean no. granted any two-year-old slamming down like a half <laughs> liter is probably not a good thing they didn't say i chugged the whole thing but for my size they say i chugged a good amount you you you, you were pretty good and so you know i mean i've grown up around beer mm-hmm. i've grown up around the american lagers and i've never really liked them i get it and then um i discovered guinness that's a good stepping stone. And with Guinness, and then, you know, I'd go to some Oktoberfest, and I'd always get Polliner or Beck's or yeah. something like that, some of the German standard staples. Yep. And then I tried Fat Tire and mm-hmm. realized Americans can make excellent beer. Yeah. And from there is where I started branching out. Then one Valentine's, probably about five years ago, my wife got me a beer college class lesson. A it was beer college class Okay, explain. It was done down at uh, World Bottle Shop down on Greenville when they still existed. Oh, okay. And what they did was you just basically came in, you and a friend and Mm -hmm. other couples came in, and they had five to six beers. They would go through, you know, the tasting notes and all that kind of stuff. And the guy, you know, I'd been watching Brew Dogs at that point, so I kind of picked up Mm -hmm. some of the, you know, proper ways of smelling a beer, the proper ways of tasting a beer. That was a fun show. I loved it. And... So when I was there with my first drink before mm-hmm. we even got to the point where we were having the class, you know, he was watching me. 
So then when he got there, he poured everybody their first little sample out of the first growler, and he goes, okay, so who am I getting drunk? <laughs> and he set it down right in front of me. And from that point on, every drink beer we had that night, all the way from some uh, wits, all the way mm-hmm. down to some delirium tremens. Oh, delirium. He yeah. was like, here. And he had set every one of them in front of me. And I knew better <laughs> than try to finish all these off for myself. Yeah. So I kind of passed it around after I filled my glass, of, of course, course, with a boss pour. But yeah, yeah that night was a fun night to get home. I can understand that. But after that, you know, I was like, okay, there's something to this. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so from that point, you start, what, trying newer, like all the fun different styles that you could find? Or did you just stick with more? What, uh, I'm guessing, so this is Greenville more than a few years ago. Correct. Yeah. Uh, they're no longer exa- around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, styles, I started branching out. I was always, I've always been a stout boy. Okay. I, I love my stouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was on the IPA train, so I more and more tried to get into the IPAs. I would force myself to get an IPA, mm-hmm. force myself to drink it because I wasn't pouring a beer down the drain because I spent money on it. You're like, like my paycheck went into this. Exactly. Like, it's, it's not going down the drain. If it goes down the drain, then I need another beer from that place that yeah. does not go down the drain. So, you know, um, so when I first started out, I forced myself to drink any and everything I tried. Gotcha. And I've learned over the years that, you know, some things don't deserve to be finished. Mm. And But I've spread from being a stout to liking, you know, wheat to now... You can't put a beer in front of me that I won't drink. Gotcha. Uh, probably about the only thing I don't, I haven't been able to finish a full one yet, is a brewed IPA. Really? That's just super dry. I just can't get into them. Really? See, I, I like, I, I've only tried a couple brewed IPAs. I had one from um, Steam Theory that was I, I liked. Um, and then I think I've had one other. Uh, I've had one here from, I think I believe I've had the one from Turning Point here. That was good. Um, but I, I like them, but I don't, I don't get the, I understand it's a new way to do an IPA and drying out to like point, you know, 1.00 or like 0.9999. I get all that. Um, but I haven't found one that I'm like, man, I can't wait to have more brewed IPA. Yeah. Yeah. I just struggle with finishing one. I mean, like I said, very rarely do I ever pour a beer out, but a brute PI comes pretty close to it. Now, have you had a smoked beer, like a Rausch beer? Oh, I love them. Oh, see, that's my like. I one of my favorites is uh, by Alaska Brewing Company. No, smoked porter. Mm-hmm. I that is one of those beers I have tried and still I will have a sample of it and that's it. Smoked beers that that smoked gouda barbecue <laughs> sauce taste I just still can't get. I will try every time I see one on the board because they don't not a lot of people make them. I will always try it, but I have no desire to ever have more than like a four ounce pour of them. Yeah, yeah. That's how I am with the brutes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I think it's so important to to learn to try all the different flavors out there um, because it's it's great to expand your palate. It's great to try what um, new things are happening, how what your palate can find out of something, uh, even if you're not a fan of that style. But uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, that ain't. That ain't. I'm not ordering a pint of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and so, how long would you say you've been actually been, like, a craft beer fan? 
I'd have to say, like I said, since I had my first fat tire, and that was back when I was in the Army, so 98-ish. Oh, wow. Okay. You gotcha. know, I've, But drinking like I have been recently, mm-hmm. probably I just saw it got my untapped four-year anniversary, so about five years okay. that gotcha. I've been in the craft beer scene. Gotcha. So uh, it's funny because I... Um, one of the things I love about this podcast, I get to talk to people of all different, we'll say, um, beer ages. Okay. So I've been into craft beer since like 2000, I want to say 2007, six, seven, where I've been like steadily into craft beer. Um, and then I've had people on here that like are under a year into craft beer, which is so much fun to talk to them because they're like still learning about all these different fun styles that are like oh there's that um and then i talked to guys like you where it's like oh i've I've been you know into craft you know not into craft beer into craft beer for the last five years but also been seeing the craft beer scene since like 98 um i love hearing all these different experiences of that so you've seen the dallas beer scene grow shrink grow i'm guessing um since i've been paying attention i've only seen it grow okay you know um like I said, it was more of a, what I could pick up in the store when I was on the, the gotcha. fat tire level. Um, like I had a block party once with uh, some friends in the old apartment we used to live in. Mm-hmm. And it was fat tire. It was Guinness. It was Bex. It was, you know, the imports yep. and the the ones I knew were good crafts. It was it was the, the large packs at Kroger that were not from the other side of the aisle. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and that. Um, that was probably back in the early 2000s. And you know what? I'm going to say this. That is awesome because I think that people get into craft beer and then there's a shunning of those variety packs because now it's like, well, now I drink craft beer and this isn't craft enough. Where I'm like, no, the Samuel Adams Christmas pack, I still get. Oh, that's amazing. Because of old Fezziwigs. I don't care. I love old Fezziwigs. And it's only two bottles of that stupid pack. I like their uh, Cold Snap. Their Cold Snap. That's their Winter Ill. Ill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun one. Um, But I don't don't think I'm ever going to stop liking the Samuel Adams Winter variety pack because of that old Fezziwig. Oh, and their summer packs great. Shiner's um, variety packs are awesome. And Shiner, they grew. Because I've only been in Texas, living in Texas will be five years in February. And even me watching Shiner from that time, where they were like first introducing Prickly Pear, to now where I see them like with the variety packs that are standing next to like Dogfish Head and Sam Adams and name the other fun brewery stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched them grow in the last couple of years. That's been incredible. I think they're what they're. Try, I, I love seeing a brewery, an established brewery, try new things, whether it's a, a you know a ballpark or just a total like dud. I like seeing people try new flavors, new styles, and trying to just grow craft beer in general. Yeah, as long as you know we got the breweries out there putting their passion into doing a good mm-hmm. solid line of products, but then doing the experimental. Mm-hmm. With the, hey, I really want to see what would happen if we put this ingredient in here. Yeah. And not worrying about so much if it's going to be success or failure, but can we make a good beer with Can we this? make a good beer? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of good beers, I think, that have been that have come out 
that maybe not be the most successful beer, but man, they were they were a solid beer. Even if the craft beer community kind of snubbed because it's not a like, you know, whatever the most crazy awesome beer is of the day, if it's a good beer, um, I'm I'm happy to see that come out. Yeah. You know, that's about the only thing I really dislike about the craft beer community is the jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> at the exclusion of everything else out there, mm. you know, because to me, that's what craft is about is the variety. Mm. And to me, I would get bored if I drank the same beers over and mm-hmm. over and over. So I love the fact that we have so many styles. We have so many experimentations. Yep. We have so many flavors out there. Yeah. Yeah. No. Agreed. I dig that. So you run underscore D-F-W-A-B underscore. I got it right that time. Yes, I was you did. I was closing my <laughs> eyes. You saw me <laughs> thinking about this acronym. Uh, DFW area uh, beerstagrammers. Correct. So first off, give me your definition of a beerstagrammer and then what you're doing with DFW area beerstagrammers underscore at each end. Well, first of all, Beerstagrammer started off just being someone who was on Instagram, who took pictures of their beers, posted about beers, did reviews of beers. Mm -hmm. But over the year, because it's only really just a little bit over a year old, um, we've grown to the point where we look at that definition as anybody who does social media about beer, Beer. regardless of if it's pictures of beer, Mm -hmm. if you're a promoter of beer, if you're... um, one who just enjoys it and likes talking about it. Yep. If you like just hanging around with other people who drink beers. Um, yep. So what happened was back in, I would say, May of last year, May so of 18. May 18, 2018. Um, I saw a picture of two people on Instagram mm-hmm. who both were doing Instagram beer accounts, yep. beer-centric accounts. And they had bumped into each other and recognized each other, and they had to get a selfie with each other with their beer. Well, because it's like, like, oh, I seen you from all these things. You've seen me from all these things. Like, let's get together. Like, Ex- we need dual selfie. Exactly. Yes. And that, and that, when I saw that, one of them commented on there. When you bump into another person who does Instagram, you got to get a picture <laughs> with them. And yep, that sparked an idea with within my brain that said, hey. There are tons of people in the Metroplex area who do this. Yeah. And so I reached out to Jennifer, the bearded lady. A bearded lady's awesome. She's amazing. And um, asked her, you know, if she would help me put together this first meetup. Mm. And we had it at On Rotation. Mm-hmm. And five wonderful people showed up. And I'm going to give a shout out to all five of them. It was Colin, the Bior man. I... I He's on my radar. If he somehow, if he's listening to this, I want him on my podcast. But yes, please. <laughs> they just had a baby, by the way. Oh, that, they just had the baby. I yeah, knew that they were. It was born yesterday. Oh, okay. Cute I've little not girl. been on. I've not been on social media enough to figure that out. But yes. And then uh, Jennifer the Bearded Lady showed mm-hmm. up. Uh, Jerry from NTX Beer so, was there. Okay, I have a history with Jerry. Love that man. Hell, Continue. He's, he's awesome. Yes. And then uh, a girl named Elise, uh, Dearly Beer. Dearly Beer. I don't know that one. Okay. She was on Instagram for a while, then she disappeared. And mm-hmm. come to find out when she came back, she told me it was because she had a baby herself. She was pregnant and everything gotcha. like that. So she took a break from the beer scene I can and understand everything. understand that. Yeah. Which, you know, 100% support. And then, of course, myself. Mm. And, you know, on rotation was so far, we're behind it. They were like, everybody who shows up gets a free glass and everything oh, like that. Oh, that's so cool. 
And so I posted pictures from that, and then Manhattan contacted me. Hmm. And they said, you know, next time you'll have one, let us know, and we'll bring some crawlers out. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, okay, cool. And then Jerry was like, you know what, we need to have another meeting. And this was uh, around November uh, NTX Beer Week last year. Gotcha. And with that, we had it at Manhattan because, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, they had contacted me, so I contacted them. So we did it with their one-year anniversary mm-hmm. out there, what's now their new place. Yep. And they they have been, like, our biggest fan, I would say. Okay. And so big shout-out to them. In fact, on November 2nd, is we're having another meeting out at their place, I've- which is the first ever repeat location. Gotcha. Uh, because... You know, my goal is to spread it, yeah. to make sure I hit as many breweries in the DFW area as possible mm-hmm. to make it easier for those who want to participate, mm-hmm. able to make the some events. Because, yeah. you know, if I hold them all in Dallas Central, then the people who live out Fort Worth so area or let, McKinney, it's Let me just, let me just say this. I, being a guy that is in North Fort Worth, the Haltom City area, and having two kids, it's hard for me to get past DFW. And anybody that is like, like if you don't know the DFW area, you have Fort Worth on the west side, Dallas on the east side, and like dead center, you have the DFW airport. And so to get past that DFW airport is like crossing the sea when you have two kids, um, two young kids, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, then you should be happy to know January's meetup is going to be. Here, here at Turning Point. Oh, I'm so excited. So and I need to get in touch with them while I'm here today. Uh, please do. Uh, they're awesome people. Um, I'm excited about that because it's literally like 13 minutes from my house. And I'm like, I can do that. That is <laughs> That sounds fun. I will tell my wife about it. Put it on the... Because we got the two calendar system. I don't know if you know. We have the digital calendar. Like that's on my phone. That's on my wife's phone, but she doesn't really look at it. And then we have the one on the fridge. And that's the one that my wife keeps in ink. And if it makes it on <laughs> in ink, it doesn't matter if it's on the digital side. If it's on ink on that side, then that's, yeah. Yeah, my wife does the digital one, and that's the one that she's like, if you haven't put it on there, it doesn't exist. Oh, I'm my, like, oh my yes, God. I've told I know, you about it a hundred times. I, so that's why I keep my digital one. And then, like, I come back and reference the one on the fridge and go, hey, babe, this is going on there. I'm putting it on there. Yes. Okay. No. No. Yes. No. 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 I've got the pen up. Can I put it on there? Yes. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Because I mean, those those calendars they gotta have. If you're going to have a very happy, not happy, but if you're gonna have like a fulfilling marriage, and do extra beer stuff, like the communication that needs to go on and the planning that needs to go on is like essential. Oh yeah. People ask me if I can do this. I've got. I gotta check with the boss first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not so much, I don't, at least in my house, it's not so much permission. It's like blessing. It's a, like, you, like, my, my we work on like a, a blessing system. It's a, it's like, I'm not going to tell you you can or can't do this, but if you decide to do this, it's going to make this, this other stuff that much harder to do. Okay, no, I don't want to do that then. Or, hey, we have this weekend open. Um, I want to do this. Oh, that weekend's totally open. Let's, or let's, if you put this on the calendar, I'll make sure I'm not going to put anything around it. Because I want to make sure you be able, you're able to do that. And that's very similar. How ours is. It's when I say I've got to check with her. It's more along the lines of make sure I haven't forgotten something that's been planned yeah. or scheduled, because I've got the brain of a goldfish. 
I remember things for about 20 seconds. <laughs> we blame it on my diabetes now. You know, at least I have a legit excuse. <laughs> I've got no excuse, man. I, I just, I just, nope, nope. So, so you've got your, your, in, so you've got these meetups. Now, are they more like bottle shares or like meetups? Just like, let's hang out and have a good time. They are true meetups. Um, not that I'm against bottle shares because some of the most enjoyable moments I've had have been at bottle shares. I am a fan of bottle shares, yes. But I'm like, we have enough bottle shares in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I sell it as a to the venue as we're buying everything from you. That's cool. I'm bringing in a crowd of people to support you. Yeah. Because I feel like as much of a community as we already have here... Mm-hmm. It can only be made stronger by everybody supporting everybody else and making sure everybody yeah. is, you know, purchasing from the location yeah. we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so important because the last thing you want to do is to have a brewery or a, an establishment feel like, wow, all these people came in and only bought one taster. You know, exactly. And I don't think that happens very often because of the bottle shares that I've been to at different breweries. Um, I know I always grab my first pint there. Uh, I may open up a couple bottles, but I've always got my glass with something. If my glass empties out, it is going to be filled with something from the brewery that we're at next, you know, because um, I don't I don't want them to. I, I want to be the most gracious and most kind host or like patron that I can, because I know they're doing us a favor. Exactly. They're giving us a location. So, you know, I'm like I said, I feel like we have enough bottle share. So to yeah. me, it's a way that we can get together, but at the same time, give back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels great to see um, places not just survive, but thrive. Exactly. Um, I love that Turning Point has done such a good job and they've really embraced the beer community. Um, I love that they do these small little um, events here, the brewery tours, the barrel tastings and all that, where they really try to get the community involved. Um, I love that they are like, yes, you've got an open ticket to come record here. I mean, if I didn't have that, this podcast would be a whole lot harder for me to do. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So um, I love how much they support the community. It's been really, really good here. And that's part of why I I visit them so much is because they've got this open invitation of like, just come record. And I'm always trying to be, you know, off to the side. You know, I take up a full table, which I get. So I'm always trying to make sure like I am like as as gracious gracious of a patron as possible to them. Yeah. I mean, you take a full table, but, you know, I mean, if you look around, there, you've got space on the end of the table. If someone had Man, to come. Man, if sit. someone had to come, I would be like, take a seat, have a listen. I know nothing about beer podcast. You're getting the intro to the, uh, to the, to the episode here. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I mean, the I'm looking around, like I said, this is my first time here, and just looking around, yeah. It has a community feel to it. Yeah. The way, especially like the two table rows in the middle where everybody mm-hmm. kind of like family style. Yeah, I dig that. I really do. Uh, oh, food truck is not here yet. I'm excited. It is here? Oh, I think they've got Turkish Texans today. And that is a, is it the Turkish Texans? Uh, Cajun and Creole Bites is what I can oh, see from here. okay. I, I'm wrong. And I'm going to try them out after our little episode's done. Um, but, so... You've had this pot. You've had this uh, Instagram going for what? About a, almost a year. A little bit over. Our first meeting okay. was June. I want to say eighth or ninth back in two thousand eighteen. Okay. 
then um, with Jerry's encouragement to move up to doing it during North Texas Beer Week, yep. I decided to do it quarterly. Okay. And then someone was like, I want to do it more. So now we do it every other month. And if anybody asks for more, I'm going to have to say no, no. or I got to get someone like, else like to plan you with me. Plan one. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have someone plan every other <laughs> month with me because, mm-hmm. you know, being a teacher full time and yeah. a spouse, you know, there's other things I've got to oh, be yeah. watching out for. Plus, there are so many other events and stuff. I miss out on so many of them because, you know, one weekend you have four at once, and and that is such a great problem to have. It, it is, it's, and you know, so I mean, I listened to your podcast when you had with Ku Tony, uh, Tony. Oh yeah, um, the, the you know where the he dad said into beer, yeah, exactly where he said that um, you've got to pick and choose, mm-hmm. and that is so true. Yep. You know, he was making it in reference to being a father of youngings, younglings, yeah. whereas. My youngest is now in college, so mm-hmm. you know I'm pretty much an empty nester. But I still have to pick and choose, yep. just because your time could just disappear if you if weren't. If you picking. really wanted to hit up as many beer events as possible, I, I literally believe um, you could rake up a thousand dollar Uber tab pretty easily in a month. Oh, definitely. You could rake up a tab that, real quick. And then on top of that, the cost you're doing at the events, oh, yeah. if it's a ticketed Granted, event. you would have and, a lot of fun. Oh. <laughs> yes. But I, I I, love that it's hard to pick what event you're going to go to in the DFW area. Um, that, that to me, especially right now, you got Oktoberfest going on. I'm going to my brother's wedding next week, and there are like three Oktoberfests happening next week. And I'm just like, I'm, look, I'm glad I'm going to my brother's wedding. Um, but I'm looking at those Oktoberfest going, I'm just going to be hitting like and then all the pictures later on. Next year, Oktoberfest is happening. Yeah, my daughter might not be too happy with me saying this, but last weekend was her wedding, and we all know what was going on in Austin where I was at for her wedding. Uh-huh. And so I went up to her and pulled her aside, and I said, you are one lucky girl. You are so lucky. <laughs> I love you because... Uh, Texas Brew Fest is going yes. on right now, just down the road. Literally down the road. <laughs> and if I wasn't walking you down the aisle, I would be walking in the breweries <laughs> right now. Yeah, so, you know, that you, you're right. You, we've got to make those choices. Mm-hmm. And family's got to always be the priority. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the things that you're most excited about in this? Uh, I'll say most excited and most challenging about the DFW area, like, Beerstagram community. Most excited is the the fact that so many of us, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people who resort to Instagram to be for their social media account, a lot of us mm. are kind of introverted. Mm. So getting out and going places is always a challenge to begin with. Mm. I should know because I am an introvert. You're an introvert? Okay. And... Uh, you know, the, the number of times when I tell people I'm an introvert, they're like, there ain't no way. But, you know, so that brings on, that that's the most exciting thing is to see these people who are introverts mm-hmm. take that risk and go out. Yeah. Go out to a bottle share. Go out to an event. Mm-hmm. Go out and they may sit in the corner until someone engages them. Mm-hmm. But once they've been to one event and they've been engaged, yeah. you know, they, they want to come to more. But the biggest challenge is the same thing. It's getting those people. They're like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the day of, they're like, uh, and then they don't show up. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I don't, I, 
I get all these little invites, not invites, but like so-and-so is interested in this. Are you interested on like Facebook and, you know, all these other, I, I see all these secondaries and then I get all these other like mass invites. Like the, like the brewery or the person goes, I want to invite everyone that I know. And I almost never press interested or I almost never press interested because I don't want to like, um, give the give the thought that I might be going where I'm like no way I'm going because Facebook doesn't give you the option to say like no I am not going to that and it's not trying to be mean it's just more of like a look I would love to come to this but I, that's, there's no way I'm going to go yeah. now I might press interested to let other people know and I might even just like send a message like hey I can't but this sounds like a fun time you know have fun um, yeah I what, what I think is funny about what you said is like you're an introvert that started meetups <laughs> and to me I think that's so that's so true because um, I don't know if you go to church or not but I know so many preachers that are full introverts and they they love being in front of people they love sharing a message they love sharing their heart but then after the sermon's done they're like social um, like glass is like empty Exactly. And then they're like, okay, I got to go retreat for a while. It's not because they don't love people, but their social glass is empty. Yeah. My wife, total introvert. She has her, what we call her cave time. Like we're planning several events for people to come to, to our house. And I know after those events, she is going to retreat and like, I'm just going to like go, babe, you get your cave time. I'm going to be out here taking care of the kids. You just retreat for a while yeah. because she needs that social glass to be refilled and that's the thing you know i mean you mentioned church yes um up until recently i used to be a youth leader hmm. um and that was me also i would be i can get up in front of people usually younger than me mm -hmm. and talk i mean that's why i do teaching mm -hmm. is because my peers, though, they've asked me to leave or teach to my peers, and I'm like, I, I yeah, um, and it takes two minutes. Gotcha. That should have taken 30 minutes. Whereas I get in front of um, people younger than me, mm -hmm. you know, like middle school kids, high school kids, and I'm like, oh, time's up. Gotcha. But, you know, yeah, um, but then I do. I have to take that time. Mm -hmm. I've got to be alone, I've, or, you know, alone meaning at home. Gotcha. You know, it doesn't yeah, yeah. have to be by myself, but I've just got to be at home being able to it's do that what recharge. I want. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the, and I, we talked about this a little bit, but what's like the most challenging thing about the, the DFW area beer community? The distance that we are spread out. Mm. You know, um, as I told you earlier, you know, I don't want to do every event in Dallas, but yeah. that's what I know. So... Yeah. Um, I have yet to visit a single brewery in Fort Worth. I think this is the farthest you've been so this far. It, well, I don't know. Denton, I've been up to Yeah, Denton that's County. way north. That's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is probably the furthest west I've been to a brewery in the Metroplex. Um, so just trying to make sure that I'm representing all sides of the huge triangle gotcha. that is DFW. I'll put it this way for, for our, our, anybody listening. If you have a, a rectangle, we'll say, and the bottom left corner is like um, Collective and the Fort Worth area, 
and the bottom right corner is like Celestial and all these other fun DFW area, DFW uh, Dallas breweries. And then the top right corner would be like Tups. Nothing and then the top, the top left corner would be like Denton Brewing Company. And in between that, the since it's a rectangle, the longest tarp, the longest lines on the top and the bottom are like an hour plus drive, depending on traffic. So yeah, I, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. So you know, just like I said, making sure that I'm representing all areas mm-hmm. because I hate to say we're members, but I mean that's about the only way to describe it is the members are everywhere in the DFW yeah. area. In fact, we have one that's in Norman, Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah, uh, she's our honorary member. Honorary member. Uh, Amanda Bear Lecter. Okay, gotcha. And, um, you know, so the fact that the Metroplex, DFW, is so spread out. It yep. is so huge. Yeah. That, that I want to make sure that the people up north, the people in the east, people in the mm-hmm. west, people in the south, because we got some that are down in Mansfield. Which is way south of the, you know, the rectangle. So, you know, that they all have venues that they can go to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had the last one was at Tubbs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for those who live over here on the Fort Worth, I on believe the, board, me, the I west was watching side. those pictures going, oh, I missed that place. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was a great one because yeah. that was the Bior man's um, baby shower. Baby shower, that's right. You know, yeah. we, did it, we did a baby shower for him at that. Yeah. And that was probably one of our best turnouts mm-hmm. to date. And, I mean, it was amazing. But yeah. it was a hardship to get up there for some people. Oh, you yeah. Know. And well, then and we also don't have, like, a great um, way to get around uh, if you're going to be drinking and driving. Like, yeah. Uber from where I live to Tux would, well, oh, no way. My mm-hmm. wife would look at that and go, like, uh-uh, no. Um and the reason why I know Tup so well is I used to live in Allen, which is just south of Tup, like a 15-minute drive from Tup's. Um, so I know that brewery well. Um, and I, um, I've still got the old, they used to do these little bracelets when, they, back to, when it used to be like the brewery tour days. Mm. And I have this bracelet with like tabs on it. And I still have like a beer tab left. <laughs> so I'm hoping they honor it the next time I go there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and so challenging is, I would say that that's the biggest challenge is yeah. making sure that I pick venues that people can actually make it to. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen Tups kind of be this like middle of the road. I mean, not, not Tups, but Turning Point be this middle of the road where like people are willing to drive out um, to here because it's, it's kind of like that meeting point. The other thing is I've noticed there are a lot more people on the Dallas side that have, that are into... Uh, beer, st- beer instagramming we'll say than on the west side in Fort Worth because I don't know many people on the Fort Worth side that are like that I see on Instagram that are like oh we're doing uh, I'm I'm here I'm here I'm here there's a couple that I know of but I mean it's like three to one compared to Dallas and I get it more people live on the Dallas side well I'm gonna throw out a stereotype I guess shame on me but it's your Fort Worth side or more of your Cowboys down-to-earth people. Oh, my goodness. You cannot and be more Texan right now. They ain't got that they time got for that uh, Instagram and thing. Mm. But, you know, I mean, yeah, that's kind of silly and a joke. But it, it does bear some reality to it. Because of the way the Fort Worth side of the Metroplex is built, yeah. it does have more of your people who've got more things to do 
than they don't have time to do. So uh, one of the reasons why I like Fort Worth, because um, I live being living on the Fort Worth side, and my wife and I, it wasn't that we purposely were like we want to live in Fort Worth, but we found a house that we were like excited about on the Fort Worth side, and um, it ended up just kind of really working out well for us. But um, one of the things we like about it is that uh, when we were living in California, we did not care for LA as much. We loved the Long Beach area. Long Beach and Fort Worth are kind of one and the same, whereas Dallas has this big bustling city. Um, it has everything you can want and find really easily. Granted, you got to go through the traffic, but you can find anything you want. Long Beach, not as much stuff, but a smaller, easier, uh, more chill vibe and community. Yeah. And that's so, kind of what I found in Fort Worth. That's what I like. So, you know, I mean, like I said, I was pulling a stereotype, which isn't mm-hmm. really the nice thing to do, but... I mean, it does describe the difference. Just remember, this is on the internet forever. (laughs) It does describe the difference between Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah. Just the way the people who live in the two, Fort Worth is more laid back, more relaxed, and they're more about doing than Mm -hmm. showing what they've done. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Dallas side is, let's get this done. Okay, now let me prove to you I've did it. Gotcha. It didn't exist unless it's on the ground. Exactly. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, I'm from Dallas and <laughs> I'm a, okay, here I took a picture. Like when I showed up here, I got my flight of six beers and I've got seven pictures on my phone of the beers, <laughs> the one of them all together and then all around the brewery with the others. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so um, one of the things that I'm excited about coming up now, uh, we're recording this in early October, but it's probably going to come out in late October, maybe early November. We'll see how this goes, see how editing goes. Um, But we are actually working on something together right now. We are doing a Carol of the Beers, which I am very excited about um, because, so there is a chat group, uh, a, what's what's the app called? Group Me or something that I'm a part of with you. Um, And one of the things that someone mentioned was a beer and hymns event, which if you don't know what beer and hymns is, it's pretty much you go to a brewery or bar, you sing hymns and drink beer, which I'm a fan of both of those things. So I was like, oh, does anybody want to do this? Or is this, I think I put something of like, oh, that'd be so much fun. Would anybody want to want to help out with this? And I think two people like, like, liked that comment. And I was like, okay, those two people I'm not contacting right now. <laughs> And so it was you and um, Brad. Brad, thank you. Uh, I've never. This is the first time I've met. I'm meeting you, for, by the way. Never met Brad, um, but we're going to be doing a Carol of the Beers, which is pretty much like a beer and hymns at New Main Brewing on December 14th, 14th. and literally it's going to be caroling and beer drinking. And they will be having a uh, farmers market oh, that's right, style the farmers event. Farmers market, yeah. Which you can do some Christmas shopping at. I mean, what a better way to do things than like Christmas shop, drink beer, and sing hymns. Exactly. I think that's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, yeah and we got to give a shout out to your lovely wife for the name, Carol of the Beers. Carol of the Beers. She playing, was the person that helped out yep, with that, yes. Playing on the Carol of the Bells yes. theme. So we definitely got to be singing that song um, or I've, playing that song. Well, <laughs> I thought about doing that, but just have every part just sing the word beer. <laughs> So uh, I, I'm really thinking about how to do that, uh, how to do that. Um, and one of the things that I thought was hilarious was as I was getting this, as we were getting this like thought together, I think both of you um, put, 
look, I'm willing to help. I just don't want to sing. And I'm like, I got that covered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely did not have a singing voice. In fact, um, instruments, as uh, Jack, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Jack Black said, can I play? I can play all instruments. All I got to do is make a noise come out of it, right? Yeah. I, I What I think is funny is, like to me, I sound better after beer. That's how I put it. If you're drinking, I sound great. Um, I used to play, I used to be the house musician at a wine bar. So I've got, I used to gig. So a lot of this podcasting stuff is from me gigging. And so um, this is going to harken back to days of old for me. And I am so excited about it because I don't get to perform a lot right, you know, right now, especially with two young kids. Um, I don't get to just go out and say, hey, I'm going to practice for this. I'm going to play. Um, my amp died. My one amp died uh, like a month ago. Wow. And then, so it was like, it was this moment of like, well, I'm going to have to either borrow an amp. And then I was on Facebook and someone was selling an amp. And I was like, hey, babe, I'm kind of doing this thing. And she looked at me like, fine. I was like, yes. So I just bought a brand new amp and I'm so excited to bring that out. So it's going, that amp is going to show up because if I bought this thing, like it's going to come. Yeah, like it's going to be there. So, um, but I think that's just going to be a really fun time. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be an official meetup, but I'm really looking forward to, to whoever shows up to just yeah. have a good time. Yeah, and that's you know I've been to a couple of uh, beer and hymns, beer and carols, whatever mm. you want to call it, and both both events I went to were at the same brewery. They were at Old Highlands, and the people who showed up seem to be there for the music mm-hmm. and not the beer mm. which you know was encouraging to me mm. especially when you started talking to me about us doing this I was like the ones I've seen I like the fact they showed up the beer was a treat mm. the music was why they were there gotcha. and I would love for you know the 14th of December to be that way also the people showing up to enjoy the music to enjoy the beer oh, cause we and to spend money Christmas at the songs. shopping yeah well also I want I really want the, the brewery It'll be my, I, I'm hoping it's not going to be my first time in New Maine I'm going to try to get to New Maine beforehand um, and a big shout out to New Maine for like letting us do that there um, but if it ends up being my first time at New Maine um, I'm really excited to try out their brewery because I was looking at their beer list and I'm like oh that looks fun oh that looks fun yeah, yeah. New Maine is very. I don't want to say experimental because all their beers are solid beers. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're playing around trying to figure something out. Um, but they like variety. Good. And then on top of that, their tap wall is not just their product. Oh, their so they tap got wall. Some guest taps? Exactly. They have oh, a lot cool. of. When they first opened up, they couldn't serve their own beers, so they had all forty taps were guest taps. <laughs> And now I want to say it's somewhere between 10 and 15 theirs, and the rest are guests. Our guest app. So it's a brew pub? They're, they are a brewery. Okay, gotcha. It just took them a little bit longer mm. to get approval from, you know, our Slowpoke TABC. Yes. And if if I could ever get someone from the TABC on this podcast, I would, nev- I would never grill them. But, man, I've got so <laughs> many questions. I have so many questions. Yeah. And um, they're also in an old, I want to say, LA Fitness. That's their <laughs> brewery is in an LA Fitness. So like they've got this one room that's like a guest lounge area type setup, 
and oh, I'm so gonna have to get there beforehand. Yeah, you really need to, and that that's you know like where it was the old spin room uh. in there, and then they've got all like three fourths of the walls are mirrors because you know Jim's they always had, had the, the mirrors. mirrors, and then I want to say on top of the that room in the middle of the building room mm-hmm. is a uh, stage on top of it. Okay. They have a stage up there, and then they also have a stage they put down on ground level. So, yeah, you really need to go and kind of case it out and, and figure out. Yeah. I think that would be, like, a good, like, Sunday afternoon. Like, babe, let's just drive down there, have a – grab grab some food and just enjoy – just, like, check that out. Yeah, and they're in Pantigo. Um, they're right next to the Lions Hall Lions in Pantigo. Hall? What's Lions Hall? It's like a community event center. Oh, okay. That, gotcha. that I want to say they're like a fraternity type thing. Oh, like the Lions Club. Okay, yes, I get exactly. You. Lions Club. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about that. I'm um, this this whole week. I was planning on doing editing and practicing, but I've been sick this whole week. This is like the. I think last night I had a like a half glass of wine, and that's the most alcohol I've had this whole since like last week. So I'm glad I'm feeling better, but next week will be before the wedding. I'm going to um, will be literally editing, practicing, and you know, coming back from that, I'm going to be hitting the, the guitar hard and practicing up. So don't hit it too hard; you might break a string. I'm okay. I, I break <laughs> strings all the time, man. I'm not too worried about that. Um, so we're kind of coming to the close, um, man. It has been so good to have you on this podcast. So good to talk to you. Um, I've seen your uh, Instagram account. I've seen so many of the events you've been putting on. I've been very jealous of all those things that you've been able to put together. Um, I mean, I love having this podcast and being able to talk to you, but I'm like, I need to get out to one of your events sooner than later. Um, You know, this has been such a blast, and I really appreciate you coming out on this podcast. Uh, Such a good time to talk to you. Um, Anything you want to promote? Um, I know we just talked about the... Uh, Carol of the Beers thing and we've talked about the events anything else you want to promote the Instagram just my personal account is um, at Mictar M-I-C-T-A-R mm-hmm. um, that's my personal beer account then of course the uh, DFW area beer Instagrammers account is underscore DFWAB underscore yeah. um, the hashtag we use is uh, DFWAB yep. obviously um but promote, like I said, uh, we're having an event coming up at Manhattan Project Brewing right after they'll be opening up this month. Gotcha. Uh, one of the first events they uh, will be having is will be there on November the 2nd. It will also be during North Texas Beer Week also. Yeah. And that's a big thing that comes up. Yeah. Um, Matt Dixon does an excellent job of running that and getting you know the yeah. breweries just together to do things. And that's it's it's a showcase of the breweries and beers of north texas and it's an amazing you know week so matt dixon when i first moved to dfw i was trying to get my hand in the i was trying to get into craft beer professionally and i chaperoned one of his dallas beer bus tours and i never forget um i went to jester one of the things was jester king uh, not Jester king um what's it called oh um the one they just closed down, R.I.P. Um, Noble uh, Ray? No, um, the one up in Justin. Um, oh, Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. I wanted to say White Rabbit. I know it's not White Rabbit. Rabbit Hole. And I remember 
getting talking to Matt and then the brewers came out and talking to them and then they were like hey what do you think about this beer and I'm like oh I so love this right now because they were like just pouring <laughs> me out of the like oh it's experimental strawberry something or another and this didn't attenuate well and I was giving them my own critiques they were like, oh man that was so much fun yeah yeah R.I.P. Rabbit Hole. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm kind of kicking myself because I never got a chance to go out there. Uh, I mean, it was a tiny, it, was, it wasn't it was a huge place, but it was a very fun place. I did. We were planning on going one time coming back from my dad's out at uh, Lake Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. And we missed it by 20 minutes, I want to say. Uh, they had closed gotcha. for the day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I planned on going back out there when they announced they were closing out, but... Both of the weekends were already packed with things. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, man, this has been so much fun. Thank you so very much for making the drive out here. Hey, I appreciate it. This has been a great time. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, Mike, have yourself a good rest of the day. And I've got, I can, I do have a sip left in this, so I'm going to say cheers because <laughs> it's bad luck to cheers without something in there. Amen. All right. Cheers. Cheers.